This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? I cannot believe we're in November. I say this every month, but it really is shocking how fast. We got two months left of 2022. Anyway, I don't have much to say today. I did want to talk about... So I don't like to... I try not to... I guess I should say it's probably better. I try not to bash other brands because sometimes I know that can look as like, look how great my brand is and this one's horrible. Like, I don't like that game. But sometimes I do think it's important to steer people away from brands as a whole that are not good. And I have to say, I've talked about Rodan and Fields a lot. They're one of my least favorite MLMs, specifically because of what I've seen it do to my clients. Now, there could be many others that are also bad. This is just the one that I come in contact with a lot. And I just had another client who that's what she was using. She had just switched recently to something else, but what she's using isn't horrible. And her routine for the most part is really simple. But I have to say... Again, her, and this is what I always see from this line, is a damaged barrier. And there were so many other issues with her skin. And it's just, it was unhealthy. And it's funny because she liked what it had done, you know, for her sun damage. But as an expert, Listen, she didn't cut, that's not why she came in. I am more than willing to help people with their skin and, and do everything I can go above and beyond and, and and all that. But if somebody doesn't want that, I'm not gonna force it down them. So I pay attention to what my clients are saying, how they're saying it, what they're interested in in the future. And She was not giving me anything that said, I want to change my routine. I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I'm not happy with my skin. So I didn't offer more than what I did. And it always bothers me because I want to. But, you know, I've always said I'm not a salesperson. I'm an esthetician first. And I told her what I thought was appropriate, but kind of left it at that because that is their opportunity to 
ask me questions, if, if that makes sense. So anyways, her skin is just, it's just not healthy. It's just damaged. And a lot of imperfections that can be easily corrected with a good skincare line. And also, I could just tell that there was a lot of loss of collagen and elastin in her skin. And it didn't make sense for her age. Now, that's definitely from sun damage too. But I also have to believe that these products did not help her skin in the way that she might have. So I think hopefully we're coming away from these type of MLMs. But honestly, I I just can't say anything good about Rodan and Fields when I'm constantly seeing client after client whose skin is damaged from using this product line. So I just, if you're thinking about going down that road or whatever, honestly, I would avoid it. I have yet to see somebody whose skin is even like just okay. I don't even get there. It's just immediately damaged barrier. So uh, that's just that's just my opinion. But I thought I would mention it again because I was concerned about my client's skin and I, I wish she had shown more interest. And maybe she will over time. That always... I mean, I've had clients who were absolutely not interested at the beginning. And then six months, three months, next visit, whatever, they change their mind. You know, sometimes that comes with trust. Sometimes that comes with, want to see what you can do. And I'm impatient and I wait. And most of the time they come around, but I don't force it. They either want it or they don't. It's, it's really quite simple. So that's enough of that. I think we should just get started on the episode. Oh, I do want to mention I was on Kate Casey's podcast. Why am I blanking on the name right now? <laughs> I can't think of it. Anyways, her Patreon. So it is a paid for, but it was a fun interview to do with her and Reality Life with Kate Casey. That's the name of it. Oh, my brain's not working. So if you wanted to pay, it's really inexpensive, but if you just wanted to listen to that episode, it is a paid for, but she also has a free podcast. So if you haven't listened to her, anyway, she's really funny and she doesn't just do reality shows like in in the way you're thinking but also like real life stuff like documentaries and i mean she talks to producers and you know even you know the talent on the show whatever but just really interesting podcasts so even if you don't do the paid for cuz that's where i'm my interview is but even her free podcast is really fun and um she's really funny and definitely a supporter of women which is amazing because you can't always find that these days All right, so that's it. So let's get into the episode today. We're going to talk about skin fasting. We're going to talk about skin cycling. So here we go. All right, so let's talk about skin cycling. And it's kind of, I mean, it's definitely been on TikTok because what isn't these days, but it's all over social media because there was a dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bowe, who I don't know if she came up with this idea or what, but skin cycling is a simple method in which you rotate your skincare products between retinoids, chemical exfoliators, 
and moisturizers throughout the week to maximize the benefits of each product and to avoid overexfoliating your skin. Now, all this sounds great and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's a good way to stay on track and to know what you're doing and when you're doing it so that you're not like, wait, did I exfoliate last night? Oh, I'll exfoliate tonight and then realize while you're doing it that you probably did exfoliate last night. And, you know, so it just gets your skin on a schedule, which is always a good thing. Now, for my clients, I don't even recommend a retinol really anymore. I recommend a rejuvenator, which has tons of peptides. It acts like a retinol without all the side effects. That being said, my my client's skin isn't going to be irritated like a retinol is. So skin cycling in the way that she means it isn't always necessary for my client. But... When I set up a routine for my clients, I don't just say, here are the products, now go use them. I tell people, this is what I recommend for physical exfoliation every week and and how often. Same with every other product. Like, you know, I'll recommend two cleansers, a gentle cleanser, and then like an exfoliating cleanser. And I still say, you know, obviously you're going to use the gentle cleanser every day. Then you have your exfoliating cleanser that you're going to use, you know, two to four times a week. So I set that up for my clients. So my clients don't actually have to say I'm doing skin cycling because I guess they kind of already are. I pay attention to how often they should be doing it based on their skin. So everybody is is different. So skin cycling... I'm all I'm all for it. I think you know it's a great way to kind of keep track of what you're doing, how often you're doing it, and it's the it's the best for your skin. I don't know that I think skin cycling is necessarily like a new concept simply because it's really just keeping track of what you are doing with your skin and and you know just and just paying attention. So I'm all for it if you want to go you know if you're not my client, you don't aren't on a good like skincare routine, then definitely then definitely do that. You know, exfoliate on Mondays. I mean, on Sundays, give your skin a rest on Monday. And then, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're going to do, you know, your retinoids. That's a simple way to look at it. Okay. So let's talk about skin fasting. And this is a little different. This has been going around for a while. And just let let's talk about it. So you might already be doing this out of laziness or lack of motivation or you know whatever. I mean people get off track all the time. But skin fasting isn't necessarily like something that's going to work for others. It might work for some. It's I mean it's just like a skincare routine. Everyone is different and what could work for you could be harmful for somebody else. So Mira Clinical, it's a Japanese skin and body care brand that describes skin fasting as a way to, quote, strengthen the skin's natural protective barrier that is weakened by excessive nourishing to normalize the secretion of natural oils and support the natural rejuvenation process, end quote. I read an article about someone who did it for two weeks, even though it's only recommended to do it once a week at most. I don't know why she did it for so long. And of course, she didn't like the results. When you change the story, (laughs) 
you can't say you don't like it because you didn't do what was actually told. So, and I have to say, this is one of the reasons why I always hesitate talking about stuff like this because so many people can't just do something as they were told with their routine. They have to go to the extreme because for some reason we have in our brains that more is always better. So skin fasting is recommended for once a week, but she's like, let me go for it and skin fast for two weeks. Well, that makes zero, zero sense. So I do, I definitely do experience this a lot, you know, as an esthetician and talking to people, clients get excited about results. So they do more of everything and then quite honestly, their skin just rebels. I mean, of course it's going to. Because at the end of the day, your skin needs good stuff. You gotta, you know, you gotta feed your body healthy foods. You gotta feed your skin healthy products. So the first thing you wanna ask yourself if you're thinking about doing this is why do you wanna do it? Now, just doing it because I'm talking about it or because your friend did it and now her skin is amazing are not good reasons. There needs to be a problem that needs to be solved. If what you're doing is working and your skin is happy, let it be. If it's not, talk to me first and we can discuss doing this. So I'm going to tell you my experience with it. You know, I've mentioned many times, you know, on this podcast, social media, whatever, my skin is sensitive and reactive, even though it's significantly healthier than it was even, even a year ago. So I have my routine that I do, but sometimes I change it up. It first started when Sundays were my only day off and I didn't do my routine on Sunday mornings. I was tired, I was lazy, I was unmotivated and just wanted to relax and I stay home on most on um, you know on Sundays for the most part just cuz they are like my chill out day. But I realized that not washing my face in the morning was helping my skin a little bit. And sometimes, as with everything when it comes to my skin, it wasn't consistent. My skin never looked worse though. So I kept up with that. And now sometimes, only at night, if my skin is acting crazy, I will keep my routine very simple. I will cleanse, I will use my toner, and I will apply grapeseed oil. And I won't do any exfoliation, no acids, no serums. I am dry and going with nothing on my skin is not good. So I can't completely do nothing. Like I can't just cleanse and tone and then like immediately I'll feel that tightness in my skin. And and obviously it it can be worse different times of of the year. So I, like I said, I never completely do nothing. So skin fasting works for me. But I had or have a specific problem. So I'm fixing something that needs to be fixed. I'm not just doing it to do it. Hopefully that makes sense. If you are not sure about your skin and the products you're using, it's not a bad idea to try this fasting and then slowly bring back products. If you are using products that are not good for your skin, then you will just develop the same problem again. So maybe then it's not about skin fasting and more about finding the right products for you and your skin. Remember that using the wrong products can damage the barrier of your skin, causing your skin to be more sensitive, red, irritated, dry, etc. 
it will most likely not work for people who are dealing with acne. Leaving your skin alone will not kill the bacteria. Letting your skin get dehydrated will not slowly balance out your skin. It's not the way it works, especially because acne is so often caused by hormones. But as I said before, if you are potentially using products that are bad for your skin, this might be a way to find out. Either way, talk to me first. I do have my skincare coaching that I've I've mentioned. Go on my website, pureskinoc.com. You can sign up for my skincare coaching if you're not already a client of mine, and we can get you on a good routine. And if you want to try the skin fasting, we can talk about that and see if that would be appropriate for your skin. And if you are a client of mine and you want to try it, then again, reach out and we can we can go from there and see if that would be appropriate for your skin. So that is skin fasting. I'd love to know what you guys think about that. Send me a message send me an email, whatever. I want to know what you think. Have you tried it before? Is this something that you think your skin could need? Tell me it all. All right, so let's talk about mesotherapy. This is a technique that uses injections of vitamins, enzymes, hormones, and plant extracts to rejuvenate and tighten the skin, as well as remove excess fat. Mesotherapy can also be called like bio-rejuvenation. Today, mesotherapy is used to remove fat in areas like the stomach, thighs, buttocks, hips, legs, arms, and face. It helps to reduce cellulite, fade wrinkles and lines, tighten loose skin, recontour the body, lighten pigmented skin, and even treat alopecia, which is a condition for um, hair loss, if you didn't know that. The technique uses very fine needles to deliver a series of injections into the middle layer, the mesoderm, of skin. The idea behind mesotherapy is that it corrects underlying issues like poor circulation and inflammation that cause skin damage. There isn't a standard formula for the substances injected in mesotherapy. So some people, you know, use a combination of Botox, vitamin C, enzymes, vitamins, and they're injected like, we'll just talk about the face. They're injected all over your face. The problem with this is these solutions are not regulated. So you don't actually know what you are getting. And there could be things in it that destroy fat in your face and can scar tissue together. And this is different than getting Botox or fillers because those have been tested, you know, independently, you know, or by companies for many years. And there are much better ways to get healthy skin like microneedling or microchanneling. And I think, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, let's do the newest and, and, and greatest thing. And Oh, it worked for my friends, or I'm going to try it. There's always going to be somebody it worked for. And 10 people could use this or get mesotherapy and have zero issues, right? But then there's that one person. And the side effects or the things that could go wrong aren't really worth it. I mean, I definitely don't want to deal with destroying fat in my face. And I definitely don't want to scar tissue together. So 
it's not worth it. Botox on its own is fine. Vitamin C on its own is fine. Enzymes on their own are fine. Just vitamins in general are fine. We don't need to have these solutions that are going to be injected into your face because again, you don't know how you're going to react. And vitamin C, I have found, you know, there's different forms of it. So one form could maybe possibly cause a reaction to you, but maybe not somebody else. So I just, I think you have to be careful. You know, a lot of these things sound really good, but you know, are they regulated? Are they, have they been tested? You know, again, I, I've I've mentioned this that the beauty industry is so underregulated, it's scary. So you want to look for things that have been proven to give you really good results. That have been proven, like these solutions that are being, I mean, injected into your face. You're not just putting it on top of your skin; you're injecting it, and that's a whole other level of skincare. And so you just want to be careful. You know, what exactly are you injecting? You know, it goes, I, I watch on, you know, TikTok all the time and, and these, these people that will just buy solutions from an unknown website or Amazon and they'll just use them on their, on their face. And you're just taking a risk because we don't know if they're good or not. We don't know if they're, they're safe or not. You know, I talked about this with the Hyaluron pen. You know, you're really taking a chance and injecting something into your lips that could cause permanent damage. And when we have options that are better and safer, why wouldn't you want to go with those instead of trying something that just sounds good? So, you know, I I mentioned how microneedling, I I do microchanneling, basically the same. It's just, I mean, you'll get the same results for the most part. It's just a different device. Now, I am, it's tiny needles into your face. I numb it up. So don't be scared by needles. You don't really feel it. But it has changed my client's skin. And what I'm injecting, we know is safe for the skin. I'm not injecting anything foreign into the body, which is really important. And these have been tested. These are are regulated. We know that they're not going to cause problems for the skin. Now, at-home derma rollers that are supposed to be equivalent to microneedling, that's a whole different story. I don't, I'm not on board with those. Getting it done by a professional will give you the results that you want. And you can check out my social media. I have so many before and after pictures of microneedling, micro or microchanneling, sorry, specifically. And I'm always shocked at how good the results are. So again, why do something that is iffy when you can do something that we know is safe and good for the skin? So I would personally avoid mesotherapy. I I just, I don't think it's worth it. And I've talked to and listened to plastic surgeons who will back me up or doctors in general, not just plastic surgeons, but both who will back me up and and agree that this isn't, you know, the safest for the skin. So anyways, I just like to give you guys the knowledge. Obviously, you can do what you want. I'm not there to babysit you, but I want to give you the information so you know the pros and the cons of what some of these 
I don't know, trends, devices, machines, services, treatments, whatever you want to call them. I, I just want to give you that information so then you can take take that and then make your own educated decisions instead of just, oh, this person did it, her skin looks great, I'm going to go do it. I think it's always important to have all the information. So that's how I feel about mesotherapy. I would definitely avoid it because I think microneedling, microchanneling will give you some great results. And it's not going to remove excess fat. I mean, that's not what those devices do, but it's just not worth it. And by the way, microchanneling can help with hair loss. So, you know, it really can do a lot of different things. It can help with scarring and all that stuff. So, because it just helps to rebuild collagen, which is amazing. Okay, so there we go. That is it. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little shorter than normal, but that's where we are right now. I do have a great interview coming up in the next couple of weeks. And that's going to be a fun one. And again, I'm going to start getting more interviews as much as I can. So if you guys have suggestions or if you have suggestions for people that you think would be good to have on, if you're somebody that would be good to come on the podcast, reach out to me. Let's do it. All right, guys, have a good one. And we will talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Pure Skin OC. I post lots of skincare tips and videos. You can find me at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can always visit my website and my online store. If you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments, all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too. You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.